0: Welcome to the Before Thirty Podcast, inspiring conversations about life and work with your host,
1: Auntie Jeanine and nephew Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Before Thirty. This is Auntie Jeanine.
0: And then Nephew Trey's in the building.
1: Hey, hey.
0: What's up? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How good. are you doing good. It is another wonderful beginning of the week, and we are back in the studio, um, and I'm excited about today's show, but I want to catch up on the weekend.
0: I know. This weekend was a, a special weekend, right?
1: It was Valentine's Day weekend, it so was. To all of you, uh, this is the the week of Valentine's. I'm gonna say it's all week since since it was on Sunday. Might as Happy well. Happy Valentine's, nephew.
0: Happy Valentine's Day to you too.
1: So, um, uh, what was what what did you, I didn't get no chocolates. Where are my chocolates?
0: So it's funny. We actually, um, my wife and I, we kind of chilled. We didn't really do anything like super special. We had a uh, a friend in town, a good friend of mine, who's actually my groomsman. He was in town with his girlfriend. So we just uh, had it. They came over. We hung out with them a little bit. And then we went out to brunch. So okay. between us, we didn't really do too much. Atlanta's wide open. So we just like,
1: Tried we to stay be out hockey. Right. We
0: want to be well, all the way out there. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, so everybody, I want y'all to know Nephew Trey did not get me any chocolates for Valentine's Day. I so I feel some kind of way, but I didn't need it anyway.
0: So, question: it, Is Valentine's Day is it only for uh, one partner to give or one person to give something else, or should it be? Reciprocal? I guess it
1: depends on the couple. Because yeah, I summer. give and I do something special, but I like Valentine's Day. What is the deal with men and Valentine's Day? It's one of those things where
0: I don't know. I think it, it's it's it, to me it's a little commercialized, um, and so I think it depends. But I think it depends on which phase you are in a relationship. If you're just getting to know someone uh, or it's in the early phases, I think Valentine's Day is amazing. It's an opportunity to, you know, be a little bit more romantic, be a little bit more intentional. But uh, once you kind of a little settled in, it's like, uh, you know, why are we doing this? Or- <laughs> yeah,
1: so but I think this goes back to, you know, if you start something like all the things you did to get my attention to, to
0: I should be doing that every day. Why 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 is the world telling me this one day we should focus on our love or we need to publicize it? I'm gonna do this every day.
1: Okay, I you love know. that. Love every <laughs> that's, day. That's the energy. Love.
0: That's the energy we gotta bring. I that's right. Love
1: three sixty five. Exactly. I like that. I, I like you. that. So, but I like that too. So I this weekend I had a, a good weekend. Okay. Um it was filled with a lot of work. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I'm I'm
0: yeah. You know, she was working.
1: The hustle is real, but. Um, and it's real good, too. So I don't want to make it sound like it's disparaging and I I hate it and I'm burned down. But I did get out this weekend. Um, it was my first time out in the city socially where I got to dress up. I had these leather pants I've been wanting my to wear. leather pants? <laughs> yeah. They're like an army green. Okay. And I had this beautiful blouse on that was like a fatigue, <laughs> you know, so I was representing. Uh, okay. The soldiers, I guess. But no, it was real. So it was my first time out, like socially, where I just did the whole thing, got dressed up. And oh my goodness. What you say about Atlanta? Atlanta is wide open. It is wide open. Capital W I D E. Yes. So, but I had fun. But when I, when I got home and I was showering, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I feel like somebody need to create like a COVID shower. You've been out. <laughs> Too many people been around you. You just (laughs) wash yourself. I'm in the shower praying, like, Lord, please don't let me get sick. Because there were people that were really forgetting.
0: They don't even try. Like, don't even try. Don't even show up to a place with a mask. Don't even try to take it off. Like, don't even try.
1: Yeah. I had people coming up, like, literally standing over me talking and wanting who I did not know and I was like y'all we in a whole panoramic (laughs) it's like everywhere all around us this pandemic um so that that's a little concerning so I probably will not be out again got to chill um, for a little bit I'm going to lay low. We're supposed to go bowling this week, oh, nice. um, but we're going to go probably doing on an off-peak day at an off-peak hour. And that's so. a nice socially distance. Like, yeah. Activity. You can, yeah. There's some space in there that you can separate yourself from other people. Right. And, you know, Travis is here now. So, yeah. so y'all, Uncle Travis and Cousin Travis is here. So hey. he loves to bowl. And oh. so, you know, when he was living in California, the bowling alleys were not open. So they're um, open here. So that would be nice. Yeah. So I, you know, I will say to y'all, my my nieces and nephews out there, if you are going out, please be careful, y'all. I do not please want be y'all be to safe. get sick.
0: Absolutely. Right.
1: Just be safe and have fun. But I know you were supposed to go to the movies too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Funny story. So I actually did see a movie to uh, this past weekend, but it wasn't in the movie theater. So the plan was uh, one of my good friends was supposed to get one of these private theater or private showings viewings thing. Um, so it was like up to 20 people, um, you know, it was one at the theater right off of Camp Creek. And then it's a, I'm usually running late to everything, so Sean and I were running late. So we get a text message about 15 minutes before and it's like, um, actually I got the wrong night. <laughs> the reservation was actually made for Saturday night instead of Friday night. But long story is short, um, the movie, it actually premiered on uh, HBO Max too, so it was Judas and the Black Messiah. So we just kind of regrouped and, you know, went and watched mm-hmm. it at his house and Talk about a a heavy movie. You know, definitely learned a lot. Um, It is based on or inspired by true events. So it's Mm -hmm. uh, a, you
1: know. I say if I was born in 1949, I would have been a teenager during the Black Panther rise. And I probably would have been a Black Panther. I mean, I just really believed in what they were trying to do in the black community. So I am looking forward to watching that movie. I wanted to watch it all weekend. I have literally oh, yeah. been waiting since last year. Um, probably actually since 2019 when I started filming.
0: Yeah. The cinema photography is good. Um, the acting is
1: good. Oh, the acting, it because is... look, look, Lakeith oh. Stanfield is in oh. it and he does nothing bad. Just A whole host of actors. It, it, <laughs> was, it
0: was powerful and I think, um, the integrity, you know, I wasn't there during that time period, but I could just feel like the integrity of what everyone was saying, how they were feeling. It was just very authentic. And so, you know, definitely a great history lesson for me Learned a lot more and just, you know, walked out feeling like empowered. It's like, you know, y'all, you know, we don't have some of the struggles they had back then. We could do a lot better.
1: Like, yeah. So, yes. Right. We could do more. Um, More And which leads us into, you know, this week's show. We're we're doing a checkup on y'all. Right. It is. We are at the middle of February. What y'all been up to, right? (laughs) What have y'all been doing? And we want to kind of circle back on that. I know there's a lot of focus and um, excitement around setting goals at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, the top of the new year. And we want to make sure you guys are on track, because although we talk about a lot of different topics that impact our young audience um, before 30 and even some of y'all over 30, and we thank you right. all for listening. Uh, what we are want to make sure is happening with all of you is that you are still on this journey to finding purpose.
0: Absolutely. And we've talked about a variety of topics, but some way or another, you can incorporate goals into it, you know, right. whether it's financial, whether it's health related, um, you know, yeah, love set, and love. romance. Exactly. There are so many ways um, our goals are part of that process to happiness. And also just helping us um, being one step closer to finding or strengthening our purpose.
1: And so that is what we we want to talk about. Like last year in October, I think it was our show on October 21st. We introduced you to our book, My Journey to 30. It's a, a mini course on goal, goal setting and mindfulness. So we want to mm-hmm. revisit that. Um, if you don't have your copy, please visit our website at before-30.com so that you can download that book and use that as a supplemental guide for Absolutely. you to start setting goals. And if you've never been really active and focused on goal setting, um, this is a great way to get started. It's not complicated, it's straightforward, it's easy to do because I think that's some of the challenges people have with goals. There's so many tools out there Absolutely. and we're gonna talk about a few of them today, but we make things a little more complicated than they need to be. Yep. But I will say, even if it's just a list and a notebook, goal setting is so important and we find that when you don't set goals and I'm going to even take it back you know because <laughs> we always you know you know Trey yeah. you and I we are people of faith absolutely we take it back to the Bible the Bible is very clear you know the people perish because they, they have it. a lack of vision so mm-hmm. we want right. to write the vision right. and make it plain so we're yep. going to write it down so and that to, you don't have to worry about remembering it
0: exactly and to that point and you know you mentioned my journey of 30 we actually um, did a, an episode on it last year in October. I think it was October 21st of 2020. So definitely check out that episode. We kind of just give a high level, you know, overview of some material that's in it and why it's why it can help with uh, your journey to 30. So check that out. And like you said, Auntie, um, goal setting. There, there's a lot of different things we could talk about. So I'm super excited to talk about you know some of our goals that we've set. You know, some of the tools and resources we use. So we can we can hop right on in.
1: Well, yeah, let's talk about it. So the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, how do you set goals? You know, and what do you know? You know, how do you know what to set a goal around and what's important to you? Um, And so, Trey, I'll ask you when you think about, you know, goal setting and someone would ask, you know, well, I've never set goals. I just do stuff. Things just happen. Um, And I just seem to accomplish what I want to accomplish um, my question would be, how do you know? How do you know you accomplished what you wanted, what you set out to accomplish?
0: You no, know, I think that's a good, I think that's a good question. And it's something we don't maybe spend enough time thinking about, or I would say I did it, especially early in my kind of career in my life. Um, so one of the things is when setting that goal, just making sure that for me, I'm really thinking through the how process, like how am I going to achieve this in big picture? What does it look like? So people may have heard of the term smart goals. Um, and so that was kind of at a real basic foundational level. It was like, let me make sure that every goal I'm setting at least has these components. So making sure. Oh. It's, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. i was just going to run through it.
1: <laughs> like, what, what are smart goals? What yeah. does
0: that mean? So it's an acronym um, I learned kind of early, like in my early, uh, late teenage years, early twenties. I mean, it really stands for each letter stands for a word. So one, making sure it's it's specific. So, you know, just saying, Hey, I want to, there was a time in my life where I wanted to put on some weight. And so I was like, Hey, you know, just saying, I want to put on 10 pounds, Trey, how you want to put on 10 pounds of what type of weight and what period. Um, So making sure that your goal is very specific and not just general. I just want to gain weight. Um, Measurable that's the M. So making sure it's something that you can measure. Um, a is, I believe, attainable,
1: mm-hmm, correct? Yep. yep, so
0: attainable, making sure the goal is attainable. So, you right. know, me making sure I want to put on 10 pounds in a year may be attainable. Saying I want to put on 30 or 40 pounds in a year, it's like, is that really attainable? And then that also rolls into the R. Is that really realistic? Can mm-hmm. you really achieve this goal and attain this goal within that time frame? Um, And then T is timely. And making sure that the goal is you're achieving it in a timely
1: manner. So or it's time that, time bound, right? Time bound. And that's exactly. really like the deadline. Like by this date, I will have completed this this particular task or this. I like particular that. Goal. Actually, I've never heard yeah. time bound. But I like time yeah, bound. Yeah. So time bound is kind of. How we look at it, and I and I like smart goals as Mm -hmm. well. Um, They they do kind of they can be a little cumbersome, but I think it's a great guide to do some gut checking. So you were talking about putting on weight. It's the same thing. Like if my goal is to save money, and Mm -hmm. I say, oh, I want to save, you know, I'm going to try to save twenty five thousand dollars this year, but you only make fifty five thousand. Is that realistic when you look at your expenses, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. expenses Mm -hmm. do you have? If you're paying off student loans, credit card debts, car notes, you got rent, that might not necessarily be realistic to say that I'm only going to live off of 25 or half of my income, right? right? And that's half of my income after tax. So that's where that attainable, realistic comes from. So if you like smart goals, I think smart goals is a great way to go. And it's a great way to go back and say, you know, when you might be getting close to that time where you were supposed to to drop 10 pounds, you said you were going to do that by June and it's April and you're still eight pounds. Away, yep. You have to go back and say, you know what, I might have been a little too aggressive or say, you know what, I've only been exercising twice a week. So that's yep. not enough. I might need to step up my game Absolutely. and going back to that goal and saying, OK, my goal is to lose this weight. But to be specific is I need to lose eight more pounds in the next two months. In order to do that, I have to exercise four times a week.
0: All right. And my goal is to lose a pound a week you know something exactly
1: so that's good i like that and i think smart goals are a great way to supplement something that a lot of people do as well is create vision boards so Mm. people love to create vision boards i like them as well they can be used for a variety of different things for mindset so i've seen people my niece did jasmine did one this year when she was here visiting um and she did a beautiful board but it was all words powerful words i mean it was a large board she she got all the good magazines. I, <laughs> I, I did not she had some powerful words about just to help her with her mindset, her confidence, you know, the ideas and the messaging that, she, that, you know, that flows through her head. So she can look at that every day um, and say those words out loud, mm-hmm. but in order, there were some other things in there too. And so sometimes people use photos, um, oh, yeah. you know, achievements, They might use numbers, letters, you know, numbers tied to finance, but other things, but pictures of places they want a vacation. Um, So, you know, you can use your vision board to create whatever you like. And it's a visual goal setting tool. Exactly.
0: You can see it every day. It's a constant reminder. And and I actually kind of like the vision board that leads into, you know, what did I do today? And I think that's something that definitely you could always have in the back of your mind is, did I do anything today uh, to get me one step closer to my goal? If not, you know, it's like, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? So I do like having those reminders because it helps with accountability. That's, that's one of the steps, I think, into starting to have accountability or create that framework around your goals is mm-hmm. are you constantly being reminded of your goal? And it's not to, to become a burden, but it's, hey, you set this goal out. Do you want to achieve it or do you not? And so having that reminder is the first process, I think, and sparking that awareness. That's like, this goal is out there. It exists. You know, how much am I committing to it? And how much am I going to, you know, Put
1: into it. Yeah. I had um someone call me and we were talking about their vision board, and they made a comment that, you know, I'm gonna take marriage off my vision board because it's always on there and I ain't getting married. I hadn't met anybody, and that's <laughs> it's a big desire of their heart. Right. But I actually started to to break it down for them. I said, you know, you have that on your goal as a destination, right? It might not happen. It may may not have happened in 2019 or 2020, but guess what you have done? You've actually been out more. You're dating more. You've became clearer on what you're looking for. Um, You're more... You can articulate the type of man that you desire. You're praying about it more like you're actually in action. I said before that you were not clear. So I think sometimes even if the thing that you put on your vision board has not actually manifested, you don't see it. You don't have it. You can't hold it. um, I bet your behaviors related to that goal have sharpened. The things Absolutely. that you desire, you're doing all the things um, related to it, and I think that's to your point, Trey, is that once you see it, you can mm-hmm. check in, like, oh, I got fitness on there, and I got these pictures of fitness people, yeah. like, because every year I cut out some beautiful <laughs> black woman who is it's chisel, all super fit, it's right. not chisel, but chisel. Like she's lean and she looks. Okay. Does- She's always half dressed. She either got workout clothes on gotcha. or a swimsuit. So I can say, right? Because for me, it's like I want to feel comfortable. Absolutely. Um, if I'm out somewhere half dressed, you know, I always tell me half naked half on the beach. That yeah. that's part of that vision yeah. for me. Is like I want to. I don't want to necessarily look like her, but right. as it's comfortable for me. And so when I look at that, I can say, Oh, wait, mentioning you got You've only you didn't do your. You know, you haven't been working out. Other than with your trainer, and mm-hmm. you know, great bodies are not built only in the gym with the trainer. And not overnight. The diet yeah. is all these other things. So
0: yeah, no, and I think those are great points. I think you know, kind of the example you brought up of that personal marriage. I think so. Things we also have to reflect on when we're creating these goals is: Are these my goals? Are these oh, the goals? Of, come on, are these the goals of people around me? What society says I should have achieved by this phase of my life? That's in your career, your personal life, your relationship, whatever that is, is are these truly my goals? And so Mm. I think taking the time to to really reflect on that, because the thing is, we only have so much capacity. There's only so many hours a day. You know, we can have a lot of goals that we want to achieve, but we really have to put the energy and effort into those goals that one that, you know, are truly ours. And I think ones that we truly believe in. that's The second piece is really understanding do you believe in these goals or are these just something like something aspiration because they're going to, there's work involved with this. And like I said, we all have limited capacity. So, you know, two elements that I think are really important is what um, are these your goals? <laughs> and two, do you believe in them?
1: And then how do you know that they're your goals? I think goal setting starts with you spending time alone with uh-huh. yourself, Right. It's, it's okay to sit down with your friends and family and, and talk about what you want your goals to be. But I think you, it's so important. We don't spend enough time by ourselves, even during COVID, right? Some of us still have to be talking to someone on FaceTime. I right? mm-hmm. really spend hours alone um, and it's okay to be in a quiet place, right? To say, I want to settle my heart, settle all of these anxieties and, Settle whatever's in my head and I'm going to spend time thinking about my life. Yes. And what I want my life to reflect and even touching into my heart. Like, why was I born? What Mm. is my purpose here? And you don't have to come out of that quiet time having all the answers. But I think the more time we spend alone in silence, no music, no TV, no podcast. But y'all listen to this one. No (laughs) podcast. You know, listening to our hearts and letting God speak to us. I don't think we spend enough time in that and you can call that whatever you want. It can come out through prayer, quiet time, meditation, you know, just being by yourselves. I was with I was with virtually three of my girlfriends. We did a, a Zoom happy hour a few weeks ago. And eventually, after all the foolishness that we laughed and talked about before, Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time talking about how we spend time journaling and how that helps us even now at our age, in our late 40s and and 50s, how that is helping us get closer and closer. Right. Because we got you guys on your journey to finding purpose before your 30th birthday. It's a journey. It is. It is definitely a journey. And you find those things in the secret, quiet times. And doing that, you can say, oh, I want to be able to do this. Actually, one of my goals is to be of greater service to mankind. Mm. You won't know that if you're not spending time alone, you know. And what that looks like, too. You
0: you figured that out. You know, spending time alone, I think. Something else that I think is really key that I've kind of just thought about what, you know, the goals I've set and when going through that process is kind of what's the trade off and what's the investment. So to your point of, you know, if your goal is something physical, um, that's more time you're going to have to dedicate through that in the day of, you know, going to the gym or, or, you know, doing whatever exercise activity or even your nutrition, you know, maybe shopping at a specific restaurant, or cooking foods a certain way. So then it's what's the trade off? What are you willing to give up um, to make sure that you're achieving those goals? And I think sometimes we just focus on the goal and how it'll benefit our life or bring us happiness. And, you know, but we don't realize that, you know, th- there's a, a trade off associated with that. And, and am I do I believe in that? Am I ready for that?
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. So along with trade offs is this opportunity cost. Yeah right? There's an opportunity cost as well. And that cost might not be financial. It actually might be something like time, right? If I have a goal to write a book, that means I have to spend X number of hours a week, a day, a month writing and researching. So what's the opportunity cost? Long-term, I will have achieved this big goal and this could actually impact my brand and how I am seen as a professional in my specific area. But it also means that I have to, you know, sacrifice social time it's the same way I'm sure you know a lot of our listeners we find our accounting finance professionals a lot of certifications they've been spending time studying I remember when I was younger going through that path too when I was still doing accounting and tax work the opportunity cost of studying for a certification sometimes it takes nine to nine to 18 to months <laughs> to four years to pass oh, yes. an exam for some for some people and there's no shame related to that whatever your journey is but I bet those people who it took four years they didn't sacrifice as much as they didn't look at that opportunity cost those people right. who finished it in nine months or eight months they said you know what I'm shutting down everything everything in order to focus yeah. on that so we got trade-offs we got opportunity costs oh, yeah, that need to be considered and that and and so there is a lot yeah so have I'm you not, ever set I'm a goal glad. and realized oh, that ain't the right one or i had to change it or it didn't turn out the way you had initially envisioned
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually the first goal that I kind of talked about, or the first example I talked about here. There was a point in time in which uh, I wanted to put on weight. So, you know, I'm athletic, I'm a, I'm a cardio guy. So I've run track, played basketball, done tennis, done a lot of cardio sports. But there was a point in my life in which, you know, I want to just be a little bit bulkier one and everything. Be buff. Yeah, one, not super buff, but enough where it's like, okay, you know. I don't have to wear the shirt, the small shirt, I can wear a medium shirt and the muscles still, you know, poke through and The and muscles things.
1: pop and they don't drive exactly.
0: you. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, but- yeah, so I had to realize that, you know, what I had to do, how, and what I learned too is, you know, it's not just going to the gym, it's nutrition. It was, it's a whole, when you're talking about physical changes, like there are physical goals. There's a lot of different aspects. I think that when we watch the media and, you know, things like that, we think it's real easy and so I had to come to terms with, are you willing to change your whole diet, like your, your whole regime workout because I'm naturally a, a thinner person to put on this weight is going to be even harder. And so, um, yeah, I just came to terms. I was like, you know, my goal is not to gain 10 pounds. My goal is to be healthy. And then my goal is to also just look the way I want to look there. I was associating this number with, I don't know. I don't know why I was associating this number with the goal. Whereas yeah. I shifted my goal ahead and say, Trey, as long as you're healthy and as long as you are, you know, satisfied with how you look, that's all that matters. So yeah. I think that was a big example
1: for me. Yeah, that is, that's a big one because it, it required a reframing Absolutely. of what was more important. You got to drill down to actually what is important around it. And so being more healthy could have been been a for some of us, it's about ha- like for me, it's about having the appropriate amount of physical energy. Um yes. I mean, even physical strength, right? Being able to open things when there's not a stronger person. So in my case, if the stronger person happens to be a man, yep. there's not a man here to open a jar, to pull open a drawer, to lift a box. And I need it now. Maybe it's not something I can wait on. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like when I think about health and wellness it's one, I want to feel healthy. I want to be free from disease, right. right. Or dis-ease in my body. So when I walk up and down my stairs, you know, I have a steep set of yeah, stairs yeah, yeah. and my bedroom oh, yeah. is upstairs. So not feeling winded when I yeah. come upstairs. So, right. It might not be, Oh, I want to be 140 pounds. Right. I might not ever be 140 pounds mm-hmm. again. But I want to be healthy. I want to have a lot of energy. So I think for a lot of people, yeah. you have to go a little bit deeper in your goals exactly. and say, "What is? What am I really trying to have here? What am exactly. I really? Tra- what's the real um, outcome I'm looking for?"
0: Yeah, and and I think a part of that too was I, I realized that my what my real or oh, another physical goal I had was I wanted to be flexible, and so it was like well, strength, flexibility, like I, I had I was all over the place, but then when I had to prioritize this. I wanted to make sure like my joints, my flexibility, like I was strong. There was, there was other goals I had that just weren't designed to like putting on muscle mass and yeah. it looking like 10 pounds. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really great. Now question for you, what are some, um, what's a goal that you would say you were ach- trying to achieve in your life that wasn't necessarily yours? Maybe it was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a family member oh, or I know someone one. in your life that was putting that goal on you but.
1: Yeah, so a goal, it wasn't my family, I'm so fortunate that my family is one like, you do you, whatever you do, we're going to be supportive as long as it's not detrimental to your health or your Mm -hmm. well-being. So I didn't have a nosy mama, I didn't, you know, it (laughs) was, I I grew up, and I really appreciate my family for that. However, um, I had a goal of when I was working in public accounting to be Mm -hmm. partner, it started off as my goal to be a partner, oh. like, but it wasn't, it, it was because I was in that environment, that culture. Mm-hmm. People were telling me I'd make a great partner. So I was drinking the Kool Aid of what <laughs> everybody else was saying for me. Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity when I was working at the firm to move into a people role. Um, It was presented to me. I didn't go looking for it. I think people, my reputation around just how I supported my staff and team, my ability to develop people. Um, So I remember talking to the partners um, and some of the senior managers who I worked with very closely. And I was a manager at the time. I was in my second year as a manager. I was mm-hmm. one year out from being promoted to senior manager. And then it was like, okay, we're gonna fast track you to partner once I made wow. a senior manager. So with the so I was five years away from making partner, had everything stayed the same. Right, right. So the goal I was excited about, oh, this is a great opportunity. I love people, they were gonna give me a certification to be a, an executive coach, oh, wow. <laughs> all of this stuff. I went back to the men and who I I respected and admired and they were like no. They was like you don't want to do that. You need to stay in the business. This is where the excitement is. The deals are being made over oh. here. Um, and I was like "And I was like, yeah y'all right. Yeah I want to make partner. They was like you know they started telling me how much money I was going to be making soon. Yeah. Um, and I stayed the course and eventually I left the firm.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: because I I started realizing I wanted a different quality of life mm-hmm. and it, I didn't have the words for it though. It took right. me a long time. And this entrepreneurial spirit, spirit that I used to help the firm make a lot of business, right. Mm-hmm. I was, okay. I was on teams that was constantly creating new products and services and mm-hmm. taking those to the marketplace. And, and look, and it was, <laughs> it took, and it, it took about 10, 10 years and before you know it, I was an executive coach. Like all of those things that was manifested. presented to me 10 years earlier have manifested. So God had a plan. And I and I believe that too, when we talk about our purpose, that God has a plan for our lives mm-hmm. and we can go against the grain for a while. And eventually we're going to circle back to it. Exactly. You don't know how it's going to manifest itself. And I will tell you, as much as I enjoyed my profession uh, then, I am in a new place of purpose. Yeah. Totally new place of purpose. And this is exactly what I should be doing. That's good. That's what's up. And I think it's okay. So I will tell you all, if you have set goals or you set yeah. a goal and you get halfway through the year and you be like, I don't really want to do this, or this is not going the way I thought, or maybe something else is presented to you that this is the opportunity to take it. Um, we want to realize goals, although they're written down, mm-hmm. they are not irreversible. Yeah. Is that the right t- word? Uh, Oh no. Well, you can change. Yeah, exactly. Change.
0: <laughs> and I think you've you mentioned this before in our conversations being able to pivot. So, yeah. you know, you may have this goal, like you said, six months down the year. It is not bad to say to question, you know, is this my goal? Is this where I is this what makes me happy? Do I need to pivot? Um, you know, one, do you need to adjust the goal or do you need to throw the whole goal away? And exactly. because you have some new insights into you know, what a better goal would be that would be more fulfilling and that would lead you closer to your purpose. Um, you know, we definitely have to do that. And so how often would you say it's good to check in and maybe do that, like that check-in, like,
1: is this still think, a goal? I think, you know... So there's a a concept called the 12 week year. And I want to share Mm. that too, to your question, how often should you check in? So I don't, I think to set a goal in January and just go about your life to, to make things happen is how we get lost on our path, right? Our pathway gets muddied. We get obstacles in the way. We don't do a check in because I do think if you go through and you set small chunks of check in time Mm -hmm. or you set your goals to be executed over a period of time, 12 months, 24 months, 18 months, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. then you can keep your arms around them. Because like you said, you might have to stop something. Mm -hmm. And I call that just you might have to just put it in the parking lot. It's so. okay to store a goal away and and come back to it, mm. and it might the comeback might be over a period of time. It could yeah. be short term or it could be long term, longer than a year. So place it in the parking lot. There's a a a, a methodology called the twelve week year. Okay. And I like this, and I use this with a lot of my clients, and I use it with myself as well is to set my goals. I know what I want to achieve for the years. I do some high level goals. Boy. They can both be around mindset you know, who I am and how I show up as a mother, as as a mother, as an auntie, (laughs) as a sister, as a friend, um, those things, right? The intangibles, but then specific goals back to what's the SMART goals, how much revenue, what clients am I going to go after? You know, being real detail oriented, but I block those off in chunks of 12 weeks. So then I break that down and say, these next 12 Mm -hmm. weeks, this is what I'm going to accomplish. It's
0: digestible. Like you can, like, you feel like it's not this huge burden weight. Like it's like, okay, 12 weeks. It's a great time frame to truly um, invest in it, see the results. Um, so I like that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It 12 weeks.
1: Right. Because we have 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. Right, so we have 52 year, weeks in a year. So it yeah. works out to be in like a quarter. We okay, just call gotcha. it the 12-week year. Okay. So it's, a, it's it's four check-ins a year, but you check in also weekly, right? Mm. So this is what I'm going to accomplish over the next 12 weeks, like right? You. So then it's more manageable. I can, I can actually remember that, right? Mm. So over the next 12 weeks, I'm going to work out three days a week, Every day at this particular time for 60 minutes. So I can manage that. So when the next 12 weeks come, I say, okay, I'm getting closer to my goal. I'm going to step up my game and I'm going to add a day. I'm going to do four days a week and maybe, you know, and I add to it. Um, and if it's other goals related to work or business, maybe even a home improvement project,
0: That's real. Yep.
1: you can say for the first 12 weeks, I'm going to pick out the tile. I'm going to interview contractors. I'm going to right. So right. it's real. And then in the week 13, the next set of 12 weeks, I'm going to do this part of the work. Absolutely.
0: No, I really like that. And you brought up something that really stuck with me. It was this parking lot concept. And so it's one of those things where maybe the goal needs to be put on pause for now. But then also life is unpredictable. You know, there's a lot of times unexpected situations occur in our life. COVID, you know, this has changed a lot of our, you know, what we would consider have been normal lives. So understanding that, or I think getting comfortable with, hey, some goals may need to be put in the parking lot for now because of, you know, either a change in focus or just life, life is happening. So. Yeah. Really
1: like that parking lot. yeah. And I like the parking lot because what happens, even if you for, kind of forget that you parked something, it, it eventually comes back up. Right. So if you're yeah. writing things down, you're using the same notebook or journal, you go back to it and say, oh, what have I done? What haven't what did not I get done? You'll see it. Yeah. And the other way, you know, staying on top of our goals and what we've accomplished is a community effort.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. So I always say, you know, be around people. Right. Like you said, you set your own goals. You do them Mm -hmm. because it's something that you want to do. But be around people who are also up to something. What are your friends up to? So if you're up to something, your friends are up to something, the likelihood that you're going to outgrow those relationships starts to to minimize. Right. You don't outgrow people who are up to something. We don't have to be doing the same thing, but you're all on a path of accomplishment. And I think that's really important. And people check in with you. So I was doing a big project. I shared it with some people. I even shared it on social media. This was in 2017. It is now 2021. Mm -hmm. I'm not finished with that thing. But like you said, things came up. I had a whole lot of life events that were completely unforeseen at the time when I set that goal mm-hmm. and then it got to the point that I almost forgot about it I was like I hadn't worked on that in a whole <laughs> six months or a year but it wasn't criticism it was awareness right
0: exactly be
1: and so for me to even with your goals Trey I check on you hey how's this going did you and oh, Shauna yeah. do that I thought you guys were going to be working on this thing exactly. and it's not to shame you it's to just check in
0: exactly and we need that. I think I think it's critical. Like you said, your, your circle or or you sharing your goals and it doesn't have to be public with the world. But uh, being in community with people, like you said, who are progressing and, and trying to achieve, it really helps you and it really provides a great community for you. And so, you know, I, I think that's critical. And then another thing is what type of resources or tools do you need, do you need Um, even technology do you use it helping you achieve these goals? Mm -hmm. Um, I know something that was critical for me uh, and a personal goal as well as a business goal uh, was a budget and a forecast. Like, I know we don't want to talk about, I'm not going to go too deep and talk about it, but it was critical because it really helped us understand where each dollar was going, but then also in my photography business, really understanding, oh, like, this is how many shoots we need to have in each month um, this is what we're charging for. This is the projected revenue. This is how much we can pay ourselves. This is how much we can spend mm-hmm. on marketing. This yeah. is, like it was. It opened up my whole new world when I did a budget and a forecast because it was like, oh, like you can really, you can really like now since you have the the framework in place, you can tweak things and now you can make small adjustments where yeah. I, if it was like, oh, this is the revenue number we want to make, but we don't know how we're gonna make it you don't have the infrastructure in place to tweak the goals or when things aren't going as expected, you you have no framework to, to pivot. And so um, exactly. a budget has been a good tool for me. Um, yeah. What about you? What's, what's been a good like tool or resource?
1: I still, as, m- as many wonderful um apps and the technology out there I still have to write things down so I do use excel and other tools for the accounting infrastructure for my business right that's that's one thing but personally and to manage my time I have to use a actual journal Um, one and I have I just actually bought a new one that I really like. And it, it, it does a bunch of things. It's set up for each day so I can write down exactly what I want to do. And I need to get accomplished every single day of the year. It has affirmations. It has a schedule, you know, it tells me what I'm going to focus on and that gives me control. It's work, right? It takes a lot of work to do that. I try to do it on Sundays because that's the slowest day of my week. Um, I kind of use Saturday as a rest day for me Mm -hmm. most of the time, but I don't mind working on Sunday. So I take my Sabbath for those of you, like, <laughs> don't, you know, my she Sabbath she, is on Saturday, yeah, um, but I, that really helps me. And I get to look at the whole month. Like these are some big projects I have going on. So I'm very, I need to see it because if I don't, then I forget about it. And I keep the journal open. You see me when you come Where over to my office, I have to move all my stuff out the way so we can work, but I keep my journal on my desk. Um, and then some nights I take it into the bedroom so I can look and see what I got going on, and if I need to to change anything and to tweak it.
0: Perfect. No, that's good. Good.
1: Well, so we, we that, talked
0: about a lot, Auntie.
1: We did talk about a lot. So just to recap. You know, we want y'all to figure out what your goal setting system is. You might do a vision board, but even with that vision board, you're going to have to break those out into smaller goals. And so you could use a framework like SMART goals or the 12-week year so that you can focus on it. But I think our biggest takeaway is that you got to write it down. You want to see it. And it's a great way to go back and celebrate. Like, yes, I did that. I I did did.
0: that. There's nothing more fulfilling than crossing something off. It's like that little task list. Yeah. Um, you cross something off when you achieve a goal, putting that check mark next to it, or you know, however you want to, you know, mark it being accomplished. That that is such a fulfilling um space. And then too, I love going back and seeing all the little small steps to get to achieving that goal. Yeah, like it, it, there's nothing more rewarding. Than
1: that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you get to celebrate. So even with these yeah. goals, I do want to end with this, though, Trey. Yeah. I don't want people to be so focused on accomplishing and checking things out that they forget to celebrate. I have a lot of clients who have some big achievements, both at work, they get acknowledged for things and they don't spend time in the, in the mode of just reflecting and celebrating. Like I did this, what does this really mean to me? Um, sharing it with your circle. Okay. Cause if you feel like you can't share your achievements and your accomplishments, I don't care if you have 31 ex- consecutive days of wins, <laughs> you need a circle of people who want to celebrate every would single you? one of yeah. those with you. Yes. Um, and I think that's the other thing about being up to something. If you are up to something good, um you your circle will make way for it right and what i mean by that is the people who should be in your life will stay and the people who shouldn't be in your life they will leave because they will think your light is too bright and you doing too much and if you ever hear anybody (laughs) saying that about you you tell them look auntie janine said she said if my light don't illuminate your light then maybe we shouldn't be together Right. Yeah. Because that's what it should be. Trey, everything that you accomplish, I see it making my life brighter. Absolutely. It's a, a win for you is a win for me. Right. And yeah. so a win for before 30 is a win for all <laughs> of you who are listening. And we are up to some good stuff and everything like when we planned, everything that we planned at before 30 is about all of you. It's not even about Trey and I. Yes. It's yeah. not about
0: us. Our goal is to really, you know, we, we're still on our journeys. Um, But it's definitely to make sure that, you know, on, as you're on your journey, um, there's happiness and that there's a community with you. So that's what we're here for.
1: Yeah. And so we want to thank you all for listening today. Please check in with us. Shoot us Absolutely. some messages, text us, hit us up at before 30 uh, dot com. You can contact us and email us directly at hello at before 30com Yes. And tell us what your goals are. We want to be we want to hold you accountable. And we'd love to read some of these goals um, on our show uh, next week and then in the, in the coming week. So don't forget, um, please share this show with other get together with your community and hey it's never too late to start goal setting
0: and don't forget to celebrate
1: All right, well thank you again and just remember at Before 30 you are a masterpiece Mm -hmm. and and a work in progress
0: thank you for listening to the Before 30 podcast help us grow by subscribing and commenting on today's show the Before 30 podcast is owned and operated by Before 30 LLC Be sure to connect with us on our website at before-30.com and follow and like us at Before 30 on all social media platforms.